Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're coming to you live and loud from Moscow City in an aboriginal tower here in downtown Moscow. I am, of course, Alan Moore. This is Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. So, it is terrible outside. It is plus four and raining in Moscow, but we have the very best news, reviews, previews, interviews, and reviews in the world of sport. Or should I reviews twice? That should be views again. Okay, so what do we have for you this lovely, wet, dreary, cold Moscow evening? Well, we are very, very busy bees because we have a lot to deliver tonight. Uh, lots of honey. So we have a look at, look back, of course, and a bit ahead as well at the Russian English Premier Football Leagues. We have the UEFA Champions and Europa League look back as well. We have updates from Italy, Germany, Spain. And of course, we have a bit of North American sport as well. And we have the Rugby World Cup in Japan. So coming up after our news round, we will speak with the intrepid Andrew Flint to find out if last Thursday really was the blackest day in the history of Russian football clubs in Europe. And of course, if Spartak are going to be looking for a new coach fairly soon, we hear that they are. In part two, we were, well, if we're going to try and grab Andy Mack, if not... We have a very, very great surprise. We have the news talk and off-the-ball correspondent, Jonathan Higgins. He will make in his Russian debut. He'll be talking about Liverpool FC, his beloved Liverpool FC, and, of course, this weekend in the English Premier League. And in part three, we will have Alex B with all those news and bits of very, very, very interesting piece of information from North America. But first, of Double N and the Capital Sports News. Good evening. We'll start with the English Premier League, where Man City roared back from defeat to destroy Watford 8-0. The team who beat City last week, Norwich, went down 2-0 to Burnley, while Leicester beat Spurs 2-1. Earlier today, West Ham surprised Man United with a 2-0 win, while just a short time ago, Chelsea and Liverpool ended 2-1 for Liverpool. Back home, and it's more crisis for the crisis class Spartak, as they lost 1-0 in Ufa on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that, that's bad. That's like three losses in a row from them now. They lost, of course, we know, a couple of weeks ago, they 1-0 to, to Zenith. They have nothing to play for in Europe. They're out of Europe. They are playing in the Cup this uh, Wednesday evening, I believe, uh, out in Tatarstan. So, yeah, Mr. Kononov looks like he's on the way out the door, but it'll remain to be seen. We'll ask Mr. Andrew Flint just um, after in a couple of minutes. All right, talking about Zenith. Zenith walked Rubin 5-0. Today, we have the other three Moscow clubs in action. The final whistle just... Long on CSK Krasnodar and the Moscow team won 3-2. Loco were away in Orenburg and managed to grab three points and Dynamo Sochi ended with a win for Sochi. And uh, what do you think about that, Alan? Well, I don't know. I, th- I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough for the Moscow clubs. It's up and down. I mean, 3-2, two, 3-2 three, two, three, two for both Tsiska uh, and for Lokomotivs. That's good for them. So it's a you know, good, good seed Moscow clubs winning a little bit, you know. And of course, at the table, because, I mean, it's, it's not all changes at the top, but the team that we were kind of not writing off but talking down a little bit were Tsiska. They are now in second place behind Zenit. They are one point behind on 22. Rostov are in third. Krasnodar in fourth. Lokomotiv, the next Moscow club, up in fifth. And then you have to go all the way down to ninth, to the lower half of the table. And Spartak are there on 14 points. And just four points behind them in 11th are Dinama. So, a second, you know, they, they need a bit of a, well, I don't know, new coaches or new blood, whatever. So, back to you. Uh, in Serie A, Aaron Rams and Cristiano Ronaldo goals helped UA to a 2-1 win over Hellas Verona. Inter won the Milan Derby 2-0. And Roma won Bologna 2-1. And at 9.45 tonight, Lazio host Parma. In Spain, Granada shocked Barcelona 2-0 to go top of La Liga. Atletico drew 0-0 with Celta Vigo. The big match of this week in Spain is Sevilla-Real Madrid, which kicks off at 10pm. 
Aftershock defeat to Loco midweek, Bayer got back to winning ways with a 2-0 hammering of Union Berlin. Bayer keep winning 4-0 against Colonna and Red Bull Leipzig won 2-3-0 away towards Bremen. Eintracht Frankfurt drew Borussia Dortmund 2-2. Russia opened their account in the Rugby World Cup with a 30-10 loss to host Japan. However, they did have the honor of scoring the first try. There were wins for Australia, France, New Zealand, Italy, Ireland and England. In Formula 1, Sebastian Vettel won today's race in Singapore as Lewis Hamilton finished on fourth spot. Back okay. to you, Alan. That, that, that's a big one there from the Formula 1 as well. I was watching some of that Singapore Grand Prix. Of course, I was watching a lot of the English football this weekend and Russian football as well. It's just been a sports weekend for me in total. Um, and the Rugby World Cup, we'll talk about that a little bit later because some of the talking points were just terrible refereeing and, let's just say, biased refereeing against the smaller teams like Australia, Fiji. It was a pure disgrace. The referee was an absolute... Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to speak about it, but okay, we're going to go straight out. Uh, he's on his way back from the Kazakhstan border from Novotroisk, uh, and hopefully he's there to speak with us. Um, Mr. Flint, can you hear us? I certainly can. I'm glad to be back. How are you guys? Very good. Listen, Andrew, um, straight off, uh, that, that loss for Spartak on Friday night, it has sent the Spartak Twitter sphere and social media into absolute meltdown. They're demand, demanding their coach's head. Uh, is that the right thing to do right now? Should they panic? Should they fire their coach? Or should they maybe have a bit of belief in them? Uh, I don't think there's really any way back for Konanov to build belief between him and the fans. But I'm not entirely sure sacking him right now is, is going to achieve a great deal. I know a lot of Spartak fans would be happy with Massimo Carrera. He was back in Moscow a week or two ago. And he even said, I'd be, I'd be happy to manage Spartak again. But four defeats in a row is dreadful. So I, I, just, I don't know what the next step is, but I have heard rumours that Stanislav Chichesov is being lined up for next summer and that Spartak are waiting until next summer to replace him. But it's a bit of a mess, long story short. But I don't think sacking him right now is the best option. Yeah, I mean, uh, career of course, he was at that, those awards uh, Thursday before last, and I met him, and I did ask the question, you know, uh, you know, why would you want to go back? You know, you're in line for the Al-Ahli job in Cairo, you missed out on it. You, you, you know, they say never go back to the club. Like, you know, you've had success there, and then you leave. Do not, never, ever go back. Because, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I, I'd once described Spartak as like an exploding clown, clown car driven by maniacs and cheered or jeered by delusional pessimists. <laughs> I mean, Spartak, are, it's, it is a walking crisis. So, I mean, if it's not, Chechesov surely isn't desperate enough to try and, you know, head out the Otkriti arena, is he? I think you'd be absolutely nuts to do so. Um, just like you said, I think your description is is probably being quite kind to the state of Spartak at the moment. Um, and, and like you say, with Carrera, the only way, if he goes back to Spartak, the only way is down because he, he left on such a high. He was, he's still worshipped by Spartak fans. And if he values his reputation at all, there'll be, be madness to go. And for Chichesov as well, I can't really see the logic for him doing it. He's done such a good job with the national team. He's built up a good character to the squad. I mean, it's not perfect, but at least he has revitalised the squad. Um, I don't know who would actually in their right mind want to take over right now. So uh, it'd be fascinating to see what will happen. But it won't be dull. We know that with Mr. Fadoon in charge. So. Yeah, well, that, that is a good point to make. You know, uh, what, one, one thing looking at, just now looking in general at the, uh, the Premier League this, this weekend. So he wins for Saskia and Lokomotiv. So Lokomotiv, they, they, you know, they, they look like they were cruising out in Orenburg. 
and then kind of were, were, were pegged back. Um, and okay, it came away with a 3 2 win. It says, Gavin, you know, that was a, that was a mm-hmm. good win against Krasnodar. Um, the Chalov goal was just, if anyone sees like Fyodor Chalov's goal against uh, Krasnodar, absolute beaut, screamer from outside the penalty box. This guy now we're sitting in second place, Andrew. Now, we did, uh, we did talk them down a wee bit, um, and we're very realistic, but do you think that maybe they could, they could surprise us and that they will be the, the Moscow club who'll chase down Zenit? Well, I've, I've long been a big, big fan of how they built from last summer when they, they lost all, the, all their senior players. A lot of people predicted um, a season of doom and gloom, but got such a young squad together that I think they can only get stronger from him. Andrew, you still there? Okay, we'll try to get we'll try to get Andrew back on the line right now. So double N, he is going to work his magic on the telephone. So of course, during the week, as we mentioned, it was a dreadful it was a dreadful Thursday, um, and fans here were just like cry, well, people were not crying, decrying that it was a, the blackest ever day for Russian clubs in uh, Europe. Now, I mean, that's a bit over the top because it was a pretty rotten days, of course. Uh, there was a few for Lokomotiv last year, of course, we know. But, you know, you have, you have Siska, they, they were going down in um, Bulgaria 5-1 and then you had Krasnodar. Now, again, away from home against an experienced and quite a decent team. And then you have the, uh, well, the, the men from the south coast, Krasnodar, they, they're going down 5-0. But again, in Switzerland and against a, another, an experienced and uh, strong team uh, you know, European team. So, I mean, it, 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 they're talking it down, saying so bad, so bad, so bad, but then maybe it could be just that the Russian clubs are finding their place. Um, Andrew, um, I know you're back with us now. So, we're just talking there about the, the, this Black Thursday and everyone just saying how terrible it was. Um, is it really that bad or have Russian clubs, they just came up against very strong sides? I think a large part of it is a lack of experience on Krasadar's part. And I think it's disappointing because Murad Musayev is a very talented coach. He knows the players well, but he seems to get nervous away from home and try to sit back and soak up pressure. The Krasadar would just... Um, they, Basel are a good side, but Krasadar should be competing with them. Um, if, if below Basel's level is what Krasadar are aiming at then they might as well pack up and, and give up on European football now. No disrespect to Basel, they, they are good, but they're not going to win the Europa League and Krasnodar are aiming to improve more and more. With Tesca, I, I can't really put a finger on it. It was a, it was a terrible performance. Um, they both should be doing much better than that. Uh, I think Tesca particularly should be disappointed with their results. So I don't think it's that they're not good enough. I think it's a lack of experience. Well, okay, look, okay, looking at the, you know, for example, Siska, you looked at them to come out, I mean, it would have been hard for them to get at least second in the group because you've got, okay, French Paris, they're, they're there in, in Europe for the, in the group stages, maybe for the first time, maybe the second time in, in the history of the group stages of the Europa League. Uh, Espanyol are a good team and Ludogorets, they're another good team. So, you know, looking at them, I mean, they're, They'd have been fighting for second place, but now, you know, they're just looking to try and get a few points on the board. But Krasnodar, on the other hand, are again, they're experienced in Europa League. They have a, a decent side. And that's quite a poor group. I mean, Getafe, Basel and Trabzonspor. I mean, they, I, I know that uh, speaking with some of the Krasnodar people from the club, they were expecting to top that group. But now it looks like a, a dream. Well, it's uh, at this stage, it certainly is. Um, I think, to be fair, though, um, Katafi, I'd say, would have, I was strongest side on paper, um, but Basel certainly is the second tricky fixture of them to to overcome. Um, 
I would say Katafi are known for being really, really solid defensively. So I don't think away from home they'll be threatening. Krasadar should be looking to win that one at home. Um, but it is still possible. It's only the first game. We've got to remember, this is only the first game. We've got another five games to go for group stage. And it could all turn around. But um, it's now pressure on straight away from the off, which is which is, is going to test their character. Um, I think they should still be looking to go through, but they're going to have to win both home games against Basel and Getafe, which is not going to be easy at all. OK, Andrew, before, before we uh, head out to the break, just wanted to ask you, um, Peter Staunton, who, of course, uh, looks after all the English football for us, said that Manchester United, going nowhere, not a very good team. True or false? Uh um, not a good team, a good collection of individuals, not brilliant, a good collection of individuals, but just the team is, is a mess. There's no identity to it. Um, today, Nemanja Matic and Juan Mata in the starting lineup are two of the slowest, most ponderous footballers on the planet. Being good on in a day, but now they're just so slow. There's no identity to the team. So team is a, is a poor team. It's a poor collective, but... Um, I'm holding out faith for Solskjaer, much as many people are not. Okay, so you don't think it's, it's, it's like Ollie shouldn't be thrown off the bus, he should be let drive it for a wee while longer, close to the cliff? <laughs> a cliff being the, uh, the, the training ground. You're, the training you're ground. cruel to me here. Very <laughs> no, I, I would stick with him for now. Uh, he needs another... I would give him the, the whole of this season before starting to judge him, even though everybody's judging him already. But um, he's running out of goodwill, I admit. Okay, that is great. Listen, Andrew, thank you so, so much. Um, by the way, you're, are you back yet in Q-Men or still on the way? I'm just back uh, back this morning. Okay. Uh, congratulations on the win for Q-Men. And uh, next week, we're going to have a little bit more of a chat, more about this journey you've undertaken with FC Q-Men this season, because, I mean, it's, it's certainly one to talk about. That's brilliant. I look forward to it. Okay, Andrew, thank you. You take care, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Okay, that was Andrew Flint, of course, a man out in Siberia. And next week, when you hear what he's doing, we, we've picked on it a little bit, but it's really, really, really interesting. Okay, folks, we're going to go back to the break right now. Um, to start to go a bit old school, a bit old school, and to sort of, because it's like, as I said, it's plus four in Moscow, it's not that nice, it's pretty miserable. I mean, it's it's pretty terrible, isn't it, Dublin? Yeah, it is. It's, it's awful, it's just terrible, you know, it's, like, it's just bad weather. So... To get you warmed up a wee bit, to get you like boogie near the kitchen or wherever it may be, and just if you're in the car, of course, like just like take it easy a wee bit, just chill out and enjoy it, and you can tap the steering wheel or whatever. But we're going out to the break right now. Coming back, of course, with Mr. Andy Mack. But we're going out with fiance, uh, fiance with Beyonce and Jay Z, and this is Crazy in Love. Back after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
flow is loco. Young B and the ROC. Uh oh, OG, big homie, the one and only. Stick bony, but the pockets are fat like Tony. Soprano, the rock handle like Ben X2. I shake bonies, man, you can't get next to. The genuine article, I do not sing though. I sling though, if anything, I bling yo. Star like Ringo, roll like a green red. Crazy, bring your whole set. Crazy in the range, crazy in the range. They can't figure them out, they like, hey, is he insane? Yes, sir, I'm cut from a different cloth. My texture is the best firm chinchilla. I've been dealing with chain smokers. How do you think I got the name over? I've been thriller, the game's over. Fall back young, ever since I made the change over the platinum, the game's been a rap one. gentlemen i hope you enjoyed our song a bit of a uh, a bit of a throwback I, I i say old school for younger people but like for, for me it's just like well i don't know I, I don't even want to know what age i was at that time so uh okay so we're going to go away to andy mack in a moment he's waiting on the line he's at his villa yes at his villa that's how well he gets paid here uh correct dublin yeah yeah, yeah he, he's <laughs> like he's a he's a walking multimillionaire like he's a what we call him abramovich you know right uh, very quick rundown. This week, of course, the Russian Cup is back in action and lots of Moscow clubs involved, six in all. So, all on Wednesday, okay, and kicking off a different time. So, Dynamo Moscow, they are out in the Far East against Vladivostok Luch, of course. They're playing at 12 o'clock kickoff. Siska, they are down in the Caucasus in North Ossetia playing Vladikavkaz Alanya, of course. That kicks off at 6 o'clock. At 6.30, Spartak are out in Tatarstan playing Kamaz Navrozny-Shelny. 6.30, of course, as I said. Uh, Baltia, Kaliningrad, that's sees Lokomotiv coming to pay a bit of a visit not the first time of course and that kicks off at 9.30 Moscow time now Torpedo Moscow yes Torpedo Moscow they are hosting Samara Kulitovsk of Samara at 7.30 here in Moscow um, at the Strasov Stadium and Chertanov they're playing out in Luzhniki against Orenburg that kicks off at 7.00 o'clock so again 
there are games here in Moscow to go and have a look at. So you'll see Torpedo and Chertano, so you can have a look about that. Because again, it's nice to see some of these smaller uh, teams to play. Um, playing, I should say. Uh, okay, so we will keep updated. Any scores, any news coming in, we will uh, let you know. But of course, we did get a message in about the English Premier League, so what's happening. Okay, well, we'll speak about it in just a moment. But Liverpool, they are top of the table with six wins, 17 goals scored and five conceded. Um, Manchester City, of course, after, well, they've dropped, well, they have dropped they have dropped five points so far this season they have won four drawn one lost one they are in second place on 13 Leicester surprisingly after that win they are up into third place Arsenal not doing too bad in fourth place and West Ham surprise package so far with uh, Mr Pellegrini they are in fifth place Spurs are down in seventh man United are in eighth Chelsea okay they're struggling a bit there in 11th but you know they've had a tough run of games down the very very bottom you know, they, they sacked their coach who had conceded eight goals in four games and uh, now their current new coach, Watford's new coach, has conceded ten in two. So, well, I don't know, I guess it's, um, I don't know, a new coach and whatever. So they've got drawn two of their last uh, three games, or five games and lost five of them. So uh, we will go out to his beautiful villa where he's probably, I don't know what he's doing, probably drinking champagne off somebody's belly button. So, um, Mr. Andy Mack, can you hear us? No, we'd say wait and get Andy Mack. Okay, so because we, we want to hear what he has to say uh, about, uh, well, the tips and picks for this week. Okay, but before we do, we will have a look again ahead, even to next weekend's games in the Russian Premier League. Um, Dinamo Moscow, they are away in Rostov on Saturday, 4.30 kickoff. Lokomotiv, they are home. That super, super match on Saturday evening, 7 o'clock kickoff against Zenit. So that is one. The tickets have been selling so fast, Dad. I mean, I think there's only about 3,000 seats left. So, you know, if you want to go and have a good game, see two of the top teams in the Russian Premier League. Go and have a look at that one on Saturday evening, 7 o'clock kickoff. Ural hosts Siska Moscow. That, of course, is at 11.30 on Sunday morning, our time here, of course. And Spartak Moscow will hope to get back to winning ways. Well, they will hope to get back to winning ways on Wednesday, but, of course, on Sunday, they're going to hope the same thing. They're hosting Orenburg. So uh, that is 4.30 kickoff. Okay. Uh, did I mention Dinamo? Because I'm just trying to have a look. Yes, I did. Dinamo, of course, away in Rostov. Okay. Andy Mack, are you back? Okay, uh, you'd have to speak up a wee bit, Andy, because we're, we're trying to hear you. Unless you're like kind of like uh, gagged and bound or something, we don't know. Uh, I mean, it's out in your villa. Who knows what happens? But you can hear us loud and clear. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, just about, Andy. Listen, Andy, looking back at uh, the midweek games, Lokomotiv, that great win away in Bayer Leverkusen. I mean. They're still buzzing with that. Does does that say that they've you know they they they're a serious team that they will look to get out of that group, not just into the Europa League, but actually maybe to the qualify for the next round of the Champions League. I think that's definitely going one step too far at the moment. I think they need to take every game as it comes. That was very much a smash and grab. Um, two lucky goals, really. I mean, the first one was a great finish. But the second one, I mean, was an absolute gift. And they held on. I mean, fair play, um, a fantastic away win, but it's they need to get refocused. Andy, you you, see, you can see us. You okay? Hello. Yeah, Andy. Okay, we hear you. Andy. Um, okay. Uh, Zenit, of course, we know they, they got a good away draw, but those two games in on Thursday. And we, we we mentioned earlier on that the people are saying it's like Black Thursday, the worst ever day in European football for Russian clubs. But, I mean, was it just that, the, as, as uh, Andrew Flynn said to us, that they were just kind of like 
overmatched or they just like they just weren't ready for that step up? Or does it say something that maybe Russian football? I mean, they're 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 maybe I don't know. They're just not at that top table yet. I mean, if you watch that first half of the TSTA game, I thought they saw it out quite well. They took the chance to um, Second half, I've gotten that. I mean, Ashton says perhaps could have been at fault for a couple of the goals, but they just fell apart. And there was no marking, there was no communication. Something went very wrong. Krasnodar, I mean, you can't explain that. That is just a freak result, and I think they have to pretend it never happened. Okay, no, that that is fair enough. Andy, your own lot uh, got a decent draw to start off their uh, Europa League. Of course, I'm speaking with uh, Glasgow Celtic. Um, that bodes well for them because I mean they need to get that bit of confidence under their belt in Europe again. Do you think now that that that'll they, they'll kick on with that and maybe they'll they'll challenge for maybe second or first place in the group? Yeah, I think the group's now wide open with uh, the Romanians having beaten Lazio as well. I think Celtic will maybe a little bit disappointed as well got three points from it. Um, it was a penalty decision that perhaps could have gone in their favour earlier on before they got their penalty in the second half. And the penalty that Celtic gave away was a moment of madness from their digital week. So I think a bit of confidence away from home, a point, um, and a home game coming up. So um, depending on how that result shakes up, I think they'll be fairly confident if they get a win of, of getting through that group. Okay, dropping down the division back into the Champions League. Um, a couple of big talking points, of course, were uh, PSG absolutely annihilating Real Madrid 3-0. Um, do you think that that, that that says something about PSG, about Paris Saint-Germain, or is it just that it's just like the, 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 the opening night jitters for Real? Um, I think it was uh, Charlie Nicholas on Sky Sports. the first time he'd ever seen Real Madrid. Um, totally, totally dominated. Um, I, I mean, they haven't in the league. They've got uh, La Liga. They've got a tough game tonight away at Sevilla as well. Um, if things don't change quickly to give it to them, he's going to be in trouble. But I don't think they have the squad that they do it. I mean, it looks like Gareth Bale isn't particularly interested, um, and a few of the others just aren't of the same sort of mould or cut as what they've had previously. And I think they might find it too difficult this year. Okay. Uh, also, a, t- a team like the defending champions, of course, we know uh, are Liverpool, but they went down two one and deservedly two one. I mean, they they weren't that great against Napoli, uh, or two nil. Excuse me. Um, do you think that 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 maybe they kind of they people have found them out in Europe, or is it maybe that they're just going so well in the league that maybe they're concentrating on the league? No, I mean we said we said last I, I, Napoli would beat them. They beat them at home last season as well. Um, I don't think it's really something that concerned Liverpool massively. They could have organised or managed the game a bit better. Uh, but Napoli are a fantastic side. And at home, um, play as good a football as Liverpool. And it, it, it came off for them on the night. Uh, Liverpool should learn again from that. If, if, they, if they haven't taken something away from it. Um, and I think they got very lucky this afternoon. They need to be careful. I think Liverpool are vulnerable this season. Um, it's a question of when, I think, rather than if. Okay, that 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 that's a good point. Chelsea, of course, they they uh, dropped three points against Valencia at home. I mean, that was a that was a bit of a surprise as well. Like a, a, again, a second half goal. But looking at that Chelsea team, you're not really surprised because they they, they are kind of very you know let's just say youthful or naive. But um, that 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 looks very very difficult for them to get out of the group, doesn't it? I don't know. 
Chelsea, I, I know St. Lampard and Chelsea are playing this down at the moment. I think Lampard came out and said that football after Christmas would be in season for Chelsea. I disagree with that. But, um, I mean, there are more than capable sides. I think they should still get through that group if they pick up their home wins at six points. And I think they should be looking to take points away from home as well. And I think seven points, seven or eight points in that group will certainly be enough for them. Uh, but the longer this draws on for Frank Lampard, it's, it's, it's no longer going to be, uh, yeah, you know, we've got a transfer it's going to give him time. I think there'll be feet, um, not only in the courtroom, but with, with the fans as well, eventually. OK, yeah, because, I mean, we, we see the Manchester United fans are already well turned on Oli Gould and Shawshar as well. We won't pick up Manchester United because yeah. we, we know what, what, <laughs> what you think of them. So, uh, quickly, just for your tips, because I want to ask you about rugby as well. So, uh, quickly, your tips for next week. Um, we we're seeing that Spartak okay. are really at, at all over the gaff at the moment. Um, they, they have a winnable game against Orenburg coming up uh, on Sunday. Uh, next Sunday, of course. Do you think that, I mean, if, if, if Kononov is still there, um, he has enough in him and enough in the players to, to uh, turn it around and get that win next weekend? I, I certainly think there'll be... But if I was going to miss Mark for next weekend to, to, to have a little dipple on, I think that would probably be it, be over 2.5 goals. Uh, Orenberg obviously scored twice against Lokomotiv. So they've been finding the net but not getting the results as well. Um, I think Spartak have to just go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced with the team selection at the moment. I think there could be a change there. Um, it's whether he's brave enough to do it now that his job is obviously very much on the line or if he's even there to make that. Make that decision, of course. Um, okay, so look, look, looking at the games next <laughs> week, you've got Loco Zenit, which is the, the, like the, the super derby here in Russia mm. uh, this coming weekend. Of course, Saturday kicks off at 7 o'clock. As I already mentioned, very, very few tickets left available for that. Um, I think around 3,000 or so. Um, Andy, what, what do you reckon? Uh, can, can Loco, well, let's just say, not do the impossible, but like really do the championship a favour and stop Zenit as they're, they're, you know, kind of as they're racing down the tracks to the title? Well, in a sense, it's probably come at the worst time. Then it like, good point away in Leon. They've then put five past Kazan, who are notoriously defensive. Um, it'll be very, very tough for Lokomotiv to get three points, but I think they have to back themselves. That's the thing. They've now gone away in Europe and got a great result. They've been doing well in the league and filling out results. And not only that, they've had players that perhaps off form last season. Smoloff wasn't great. He's starting to find the net. Odeo's coming introducing again. So they've actually now got a bit, just a, um, almost a good selection headshake. And, you know, this is with the Morantic brothers missing as well. So all of a sudden, you've got all of these players fighting for spots. The big pole in the middle of the park has been pulling out some top-notch performances for them. Say his and, name. And I think it's kind of yelling. Yeah. Say his name. Sorry? Say his name. Kukuri. Krishoviak. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Krishoviak, yeah. No, he, he is, like, I mean, in midweek, he was absolutely a giant, like, terrific player. Um, so what would you reckon? You, like, if you were to, if you were to give our, our listeners a tip, Andy, what would you reckon? Uh, score, score draw. Yeah, Andy, correct. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah Andy. Yeah, okay, I'd, 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 I'd maybe go for a one-one or a two-two. Okay, that's very good. Andy, listen, um, just want to ask you about the rugby. Okay, Scotland side, Scotland will get better <laughs> no, as, as the tournament goes on. 
Um, just ask you, like, looking at the, the All Blacks playing, I mean, and then look and say some of the, the decisions going the way of the bigger teams, do you think it'll be, you know, it, it, it'll end up being like the All Blacks, like, dancing through to the finish again? Because England didn't look that great, but South Africa looked well pumped up, well juiced up for this. I, the, the tournament, the tournament's like this, where it, it's, I mean, this is going on, but it's going to be spanned over a month. It, the important thing is, you hit the ground running when it comes to knockout. If you pick up the points and pick up the bonus points in the group stage, fantastic. But your key players are fit and in form for the knockout. So I, I think rather key results where you're grinding out the extra bonus point, like England very late on with the bonus point. Um, Ireland just missed out on it, I think. Um, I, I obviously stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it all, Andy, so don't um, worry about it. And listen, we're going to have to let you go, but we, I, hopefully you'll be, if you're not in the studio with us next week, we'll be on a better line with you next week, okay? Okay. Okay. No. You take care, Andy. Thanks. Okay, that was, of course, Andy. Now, we're going to get to the break right now. Uh, we have something that we can chill out a little bit as well. A really good uh, song with a great backstory to it as well. Um, if you read about it, you'll probably get a little bit emotional. But it's a nice one to sort of like end off this part. And, of course, we're coming back with uh, Alex B. and with Jonathan Higgins uh, very, very soon. So stay tuned. This is Train and uh, Tear jo- oh, oh, my goodness. This is Drops of Jupiter and Train. <laughs> Capital Sports with Alan Moore. In the atmosphere With drops of Jupiter in her head She acts like summer And walks like rain Reminds me that there's a time to change Since the return of her stay on the moon She listens like spring And she talks like June
Moore. Okay, welcome back, listeners, to part three and the final part this week. This week of Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM I'm Al Moore and still with me in the studio is Double N Double N we have a game starting now in a couple of minutes don't we? Yeah we do we have a Serie A in Italy so it's Lazio against Parma kicking off in a few minutes Okay that's great Okay, so you keep us we, we will be off the air by the time that that uh, well finishes but you'll yeah. keep us updated because right. okay. of course next week folks we'll go back to two hours so you'll have us you'll have to put up with us for even longer next week so just bear with us okay um, just that little technical problem just before we get there because that, as I said that is a really emotional nice song a really really good song now Alex B is going to make fun of me when I, when I bring him on the line in just a moment but that, that uh, it, it go, just read about Train and Drops of Jupiter because it's just a gorgeous song it's very very nice but anyway, there we go okay we're going to go across to Ontario to Mr. Alex B and hopefully he can hear us Alex are you on the line? Howdy 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 yes I am all right, listen, you've got to speak nice and loud into, the, in, into uh, your telephone. But, Alex, listen, uh, you've got a f- couple of minutes, so tell us, what is cooking over there in the Ontario kitchen? What's, what's the big news? What's cooking in the, what's the big news? Uh, well, before I get to that, you might, um, I, have a, I have a pun to pair for you, gentlemen. Um, so, uh, does anybody of you know who Joe is? Joe? Joe Mom. All right, so... Um, yeah, um, what's going on is um, the FIBA basketball uh, tournament ended with none of the three teams that I assume are going to win one, which is kind of a big letdown, but Spain, Spain took it all, which is, it shows that bas- uh, USA basketball has really uh, taken some losses this year because uh, none of the NBA um, champion, none of the NBA like awards it. And freaking uh, and the um, basketball tournament, none of them uh, essentially won. But there's also some big UFC fights happening. Um, the uh, Nate Diaz and Jorge Nasser all went down yesterday. I haven't really checked out what happened with that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all the big events that happened recently. Listen, well, we're, talk- we're talking about the the, uh, the the World Basketball Championships. I mean, there was some really, I mean, there was some. So surprising, uh, you know, you know, kind of. I don't know. I mean, okay, Russia. We know they they did as well as we expected they would, but USA. I mean, everyone thought that they would just absolutely trash everybody. Uh, well, yeah, again, as I said before the tournament, uh, none of the really good guys showed up because at this point, uh, NBA is more important to USA basketball players than the FIBA because uh, to American basketball players. Again, winning gold is kind of like uh, it's kind of like taken for granted. It's kind of like they know that they're going to get gold. It's a walk in the park. And um, but for Spain, they had Ricky Rubio and Marcus Gasol, and Marcus Gasol is just an animal this year. He won the NBA champion, and, and he's the NBA champion, and he's the FIBA champion. So it's a big, big year for that man. Although he is 34 years old. Well, I mean, he's, hey, listen, don't knock age just because you're young. Listen, um, overall, overall, uh, we're looking at as well baseball. Are you following the MLB? Uh, unfortunately, no, but uh, I've seen some big, big things happening around here. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Okay, because we know we do know that uh, the, uh, of course, the, the your your own hometown, the Toronto Blue Jays, they're they're not doing too bad. They had, of course, the. Um, New York, the, the New York Yankees up uh, visiting their there right now. Uh, That's true. Uh, all I know is that those Red Sox are going down this year. 
Okay, well, you can say it to, to, to Peter because he can't hear you. He can't defend himself anymore. Well, he can defend himself. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm saying all those things. <laughs> well, listen, right now it's the middle of the fourth inning and uh, the Blue Jays are 6 nil down against the Yankees. So there you go. No. Well. Okay. Listen, Alex, we're going to get you back on next week because we're going to uh, include you in a quiz next week. So be ready, okay? Oh, the quiz, yes. The quiz. <laughs> I'm going to retain my championship. Exactly. You were the reigning champ. So we, we, we yeah. cannot go on without you, okay? Alex, you take it easy and we'll talk to you next week. All right, thank you. Thanks, Alex B. Okay, it's Alex B, of course, from all the way from Ontario. So, of course, as we were saying, there's lots of like UFA, UFC action. But one thing, because, I mean, it's come up a lot this week, but I'm not going to speak about it because it's, uh, it's a bit, well, you say there's lots of questions to be raised about it, about doping in the UFC. But also, they are looking now at the doping cases in the Russian lab, Rosada lab, because a report came out saying that a lot of the... Um, the information, the data, of course, that we know that we discussed it, that was delayed being given back or there are issues giving it back to WADA, presenting it to WADA for further inspection. It seems to have been manipulated or there were some changes made to it. So, you know, this scandal is breaking out. Now, this happens at the same time, which for me is a bit odd, that the, especially Irish journalists are asking questions um, of rugby teams and saying, like, you know, is, is there a problem with doping? Is it only South Africa? And so on. So it's very, very weird that when... They start to ask about the UK teams or who are under a UCAT. Suddenly, it turns around at like Russia's bad again. So we, we kind of we're going to tease it out next week because we don't have time right now because it's something that um, I think we need to discuss here, especially in Russia, because there are issues we have to try and clean up even more. However, there needs to be a bit of fair play as well. Okay, we're going to go out, uh, go across, not go out. It's still early. We're going to go across right now uh, to Ireland to uh, the correspondent for Off the Ball and, of course, for News Talk Radio and Team Thirty Three as well, who of course, our great friends of our show, uh, Mr. Jonathan Higgins. Jonathan, how are you doing? And welcome to your debut on Russian radio. Thanks very much, guys. Great to be on. Listen, it's great to hear you. And um, I would say it's a long awaited because like, I've listened to you long enough and said, right, we have to get you on the show. So uh, it's, good, it's, it's as good a cold, miserable Moscow night as any to, to get you on. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it's a cold, miserable night in Dublin as well. Well, I listen to her because I was speaking to my mom before we went down there. And she said like it was, it's, it's not that great in Dublin, you know. Um, listen, Jonathan, congratulations on Liverpool because you're, they, they are, okay, midweek result aside, they are looking very strong in the Premier League this year. Yeah, well, it's the perfect start, isn't it, in terms of Premier League. Um, six wins in a row, Premier League wins, that is, that's 15th Premier League win in a row which is insane, really. And I keep going back to when I grew up as a Liverpool fan, all I kept hearing was stories from my parents, stories from older fans and older reporters that I would encounter on my travels covering Liverpool around the land. And everybody kept talking about the great teams that Liverpool had under Shanky and Paisley. Now the same people are talking about this team is the best team that they've ever seen. And, you know, that's how high the standards are. And I guess from from a purely cynical and selfish point of view, if you, if I... If I fully put on my Liverpool tinted glasses. It's a shame, really, that the juggernaut that is Man City is here at the same time. Otherwise, this team would go on to achieve even more. But you just look at the records, like it's Klopp's 150th Premier League game. It's now seven away wins, 15 straight. First time the club has won the first six games in consecutive seasons. And I could literally go on and on and on and on with records. And yeah, no, Liverpool are a joy to watch. Today was a little bit of, if we quote Alec Ferguson, squeaky bum time towards <laughs> the end. I suppose an indication really of just how far Liverpool have come. It's, 
I can't even remember the last time I felt so nervous watching the ending of a game because usually Liverpool have games wrapped up and they're comfortable. They weren't under this. They really were under the cosh there towards the end. The When Batusto had that header, I was sure the net was going to ripple and mount a little to a lesser extent, but it was just, it was constant pressure. They really grew into the game. And it's a, well, Frank Lampard still hasn't got that first victory at Stanford Bridge. He has to take a lot from that game and that performance and the way they, they rallied towards the end there. But even, but in the, in the, uh, the European Super Cup, I mean, they were very strong. I mean, that was a, a very good... Like, Chelsea really... I mean, you felt bad for them in the end that they didn't come away with something because they have a decent team, but you think it's maybe... Okay, everything aside, they're just... They just... With the, the, the transfer ban is really starting to, to, to kill them right now. I think the biggest thing really is defensive. Um, is that 13 goals conceded now in six games in, in the league? Um, looks like when Liverpool really put the wrong, the pressure up, they looked like they were almost about to crumble at times, um, a particular, particularly when they went with that full-court uh, squeeze and they really ranked up the pressure. And you could see a lot of defenders, Chelsea defenders, really, really, their tails are out. They're almost gasping for air at times. And I think... It's it's you got to realise just how early in in the, out of a mould that Lampard has got on this team. Um, it's pretty much, I won't say thrown together by default, but there's been a lot of circumstances, particularly the transfer ban that you 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 mentioned there, that has allowed. He's not really allowed. Has forced Chelsea's hand that they have all these talented young players that usually on another season would have gone on loan to X, Y, and Z across the land and in leagues all throughout Europe. They've had to pull them together, and he's very much trying to. Trying to get his mould on, and that was the biggest thing. If you look at contrast the two teams, you could see Liverpool were a hell of a lot further on their development. In small little things, like a little team chemistry, little movements, where patterns of play, where to go, where you felt at times Chelsea looked a bit, you know, under pressure. But that will come with time. Like they are developing something pretty, pretty uh, unique there, and. There's a lot of talent in that midfield, and there's a lot of energy in that midfield. And you know, you got to look at some of the players that are, you know, the likes of Hudson Odu. You get him in into the team. You know, he signed a new deal recently as well. He's going to be full of confidence, raging to get to come back. And there's a couple of more players there that they can get. I think at times the biggest, um, and it's a thing they improved on in the second half. But for large periods of the first, maybe first hour nearly, Tabri Abraham was pretty much left on his own against Mapich and Van Dijk. And you know, God help any striker in that circumstances. It was such a big gap between the rest of the midfield they just couldn't push forward in the second half it was the contrast they got forward they pushed they push forward so it's there's a lot of there's a lot of positives to be taken unfortunately the thing about it is with Chelsea is will he be get the time I think Lampard because of his playing history etc etc has more of an opportunity to be a little more bit more patient and the circumstances particularly with the transfer ban we keep going back to it but it is so important uh, as a factor to take into play so no like there's a lot there's a lot of hope to be taken there because particularly you look around at the other teams you know Arsenal fell over the line today United are in free-for-all Spurs seem to be a little bit of free-for-all as well Um, so you know Champions League is is a realistic opportunity for them this season Okay, um, looking, we had uh, Peter Sonnen, who, who, who was, was uh, very often for Goal.com, uh, he was covering the game, the Man U game today in uh, the London Stadium, and he said that Manchester United are going nowhere and not a very good team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, look, there's no way of polishing up. They're awful. They're, they, um, they're a mess. They're a mess on and off the pitch. Um, and it's, it struggles where you even put your finger on it put together I'm not sure what type of football they're uh, they're trying to play I'm not sure 
where what they're trying to achieve, where they're going. They really are a mess on and off the pitch, and it's taken a long time. They remind me, I think I tweeted about it earlier, they remind me so much of Roy Hodgson's Liverpool. As in, it's just a shambles on and off the pitch, and nobody really knows what's going on, and you're not really sure do the players have full confidence in the manager, and the board's a mess, they don't know how to sign players properly, and, you know, you could literally, we could talk over the whole show the problems that they have. Um, look, hindsight is a great thing, but given given Solskjaer the deal and the timing that they gave it was his indication, and you couldn't really give a better example just to show how hasty and how much of a mess the club are. Um, the record since PSG is nothing short of disgraceful. Um, big, big problems there, and, you know, I, I've been on the record saying that I don't think Solskjaer will last Christmas. He's probably heading down that track. He, he may just be given a bit more time because I don't think the options are great in terms of replacement. But, yeah, they're going no place fast. And, um, you know, you, as a Liverpool fan, you know, you think you take pride in stuff like this. You don't really. I think it's a shame. I always used to enjoy the big games against United. I enjoyed when United were a big team. You, you, much as you, you would I like know, it. I know. Still I, a bit of, it's a, gone backwards. It's gone backwards. There. It's, it's, it's a little bit hollow at the moment, really, um, because the rivalry, like, there's a bit of a, a new age rivalry built up in Man City, but it, it just isn't the same. It just doesn't have the same background, the same history, etc., etc. So they, but yeah, but it, it's hard to see how they get things turned around fast. The, the big, big problems there. Okay, um, before we go, we just want to ask you: the next uh, Champions League game, of course, is at home on the second of October against Red Bull Salzburg. Now, Salzburg opened up with six-two win over Genk. Um, do you think Liverpool they'll win this and get back on track? They'll they'll win this and sort of like uh, start to put a bit of manners on the. The, the rest of the Champions League contenders? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think you'll see, uh, not quite the, the cliche from it's not an Anfield, but it will be, uh, I think you're going to see a, re- a resounding performance. I think you'll, you'll see the heavy metal football in full flow. I expect goals here. I think Liverpool could win this game comfortably. Okay, so you reckon it's going to be a runaway win. Next weekend, of course, uh, you're, uh, you're up again. So do you, do you think that now Liverpool, they've got six, six in the bag? Do you think that maybe they can go a little bit longer unbeaten and then put more pressure on Man City to, to keep the chase up? Yeah, well, like, the, but there's the the League Cup game against MK Dons. And a bunch of change. That game couldn't be any further down the priority list of, of Jurgen Klopp's mind at the moment. It's Sheffield United away. I know they have a decent start to the season, but it's a game you'd expect to win. Champions League tie comes after that as a game again expect to win and you're looking then at Leicester and United and I'm sure United if they whatever about their long term options they'll be definitely going for the short minded if Liverpool are still unbeaten going into that they'll be hell blent to try try and uh, put a little dent on that and it's interesting enough about that game as well that's the game we expect Alisson to return as well so there's a lot of focus on that yeah like the, the, the fixtures start to pile up a bit. They always do this start of the season, but Liverpool have they're shown a bit of everything. The Champions League side, in terms of their their league form, it's 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 pretty much as, as good as it gets. And they're also showing how they can a different bit of steel, a bit of edginess to them, be able to grind out wins. You even see little cynical little things today, like time wasting and stuff like that. Not stuff you'd have you know associated, associated with, heavy really football, with Liverpool but... in, 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 time, in in terms of that. But they are, they are. This team is evolving, and you know the scary thing is from from the rest of the league is I, I think Liverpool are nowhere near their, their best at the moment. Okay, that that is scary. Okay, listen, Jonathan, thank you very, very much. Have a good evening. Stay nice and warm. I will talk to you again very very soon. My pleasure. Okay.
That was Jonathan Higgins, of course, of Ireland's News Talk and, of course, Off the Ball. And, of course, he does a lot of reporting for Liverpool as well. Uh, we do have a goal double in in that uh, Serie A game. Uh, yeah, we actually have a goal for Lazio. It's 1-0 currently. 1-0. Okay, so 1-0, folks. We are going out. Of course, that the the, uh, the Sevilla-Real Madrid kicks, uh, game kicks off as well. So I know you're going to uh, stay and enjoy that. So, double N, thank you so much for your patience this evening. Your help. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, so, of course, double N rescues everything here. He is like, <laughs> he is just the best of the best of the best. Okay, now we're going to have another. Uh, Russian first, okay, because we had a Russian first with Jonathan Higgins making his Russian debut. Now we have Dermot Kennedy making his Russian debut as well. So next week, remember, two hours, we have a super jam packed show for you next weekend. So there's no reason not to tune in between 9 and 11 next Sunday night on Capital FM because we're here for two hours, okay? So we're going to go out with Dermot Kennedy and Power Over Me. So in the meantime, have a super week and we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Capital Sports. With Alan Moore. I wanna be king in your story. I wanna know who you are. I want your heart to be for me. Oh, I want you to sing to me softly. Cause then I'm out running the dark. That's all that love ever taught me. Oh, I call and I'll rush out. All out of breath now You got that power over me